You are listening to Press Church Podcast. Please enjoy this week's message. Amen. The title of my sermon is a question, and we'll dive into it today. I titled it, How'd We Do? How did we do? Earlier this week, Maddie was in Aiken, and she was driving around with the kids, and I said, hey, I'm going to order some pizzas Just go pick them up and bring them home. I was working at the house. So she went, picked up a couple of pizzas, brought them home. And after that, I've received four, five, six different emails from this pizza company. And the first email was one, thank you for your order. Appreciate you ordering from our company. The second email I received was the question that I'm asking you today. How do we do? How do we do? They wanted feedback on what just happened. They wanted feedback on the pizza. Then the third email was a follow-up to the other feedback email. Hey, we haven't heard from you. We'll give you a, a, a free something if you sign up. And they do it every time we order from them. And then the fourth or fifth email was some uh, coupons on, hey, you need to order from us again. So it's not even been a week yet. But they wanted to know how did we do? As we finish out 2022, let's be honest with ourselves. Let's be honest with ourselves on how we handled the year so that we can improve on the new year of 2023. If you're taking notes, ask yourself this simple question, how did I do? Lamentations chapter 3 verse 40, we're going to go deep in the Old Testament today. Lamentations chapter 3 verse 40 kind of poses the same question. Let us, talking about you and me, search out and examine our ways. And then it gives us an answer. Don't you love the Bible? Just gives us a little cheat sheet. Let us look out, let us search out, let us examine our ways. How do we do? Oh, and by the way, and turn back to the Lord. The answer is already there. We could end the sermon right there. No matter how good, bad, ugly 2022 was, the answer is turn back to the Lord. Praise God, amen, see y'all next year. That's a easy thing. Let's look at it. Let's one, let's ask some questions. As we try and figure out how we did in 2022. Now, you might be sitting there today and already be unrolling the Rolodex of what happened in 2022, and you're embarrassed, you're frustrated, you're sick to your stomach because 2022 was not what you thought it would be, didn't turn out the way that you wanted to. You might be on the other spectrum and say, 2022 was the best year I've ever had, got promoted, got a new job, got a new car, got a new wife, got a new husband, got a new dog. Best year of my life. But either way, in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, I want to encourage you if you're sitting there saying, oh boy, let's not go back into that year. Paul writes in Romans 8, there is therefore when? Now. No more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. This is not a sermon to step on your toes and and to condemn you for all the the no-no and naughty things you did in 2022. 
What we want to do, and what the Holy Spirit always does as a helper, as a comforter, he wants to bring us, we talk about this all the time, he wants to bring us from glory to where? To glory. He wants to bring us from faith to faith. God is always calling us higher. He's always wanting to take us somewhere that we've never been before. Don't stay where you were in 2022. Come up higher as we go into 2023. So there's no condemnation as we go through this quick little journey of 2022 in your mind and in your life. What we're doing is we're trying to say, I don't want to do that anymore. Or if God was good and things happened that you had never seen before, that you never expected, that God answered a prayer, you've been praying and praying and praying and believing and God finally answered it, well, now I want to go and take that a step further. God, if you answer that prayer, what other prayers will you answer? What other ways will you show up in church? What other ways will you show up in my life? What other ways will you show up in my children and in my family and in my bank account and in my job and in my community? If you did this in 2022, how much more are you going to do? There's no condemnation. That word, let us search out and examine our ways. That word ways in the original Hebrew text is Derek, D-E-R-E-K. I'm pronouncing it wrong, but that's how I see it. It's Derek or something like that. But it means a course of life or journey. Let's examine, let's investigate our course of life, the journey that we've gone on. Let's see how we can improve. Let's see how God can show up. Let's see God do something good from the journey right now, the first of the year. I wrote this down, and I hope you receive it. You are reaping the decisions that you made at the beginning of 2022. Where you are right now is more than likely a direct correlation to the decisions that you made in January of 2022. And if you're happy about that, congratulations. If you're not, now's the time to make new decisions in January 1, 2023, so that we're not like that in December 2023, right? We want to change some things. We want to do some things different. If you don't like the harvest that you received in 2022, it's the decisions. Now, we believe in sowing and reaping, right? As Christians, we believe that sowing and reaping is a real thing. Now, a lot of times, we present that in a giving circumstance, right? When preachers always preach sowing and reaping and giving. If you sow five bucks into the box, you're going to get 50. They, they always preach it weird ways. But there's so much more to sowing and reaping than just finances. There's sowing and reaping in your words. Remember the scripture we always talk about, life and death is in the power, not of the, the bank account, life and death is in the power of your tongue. Sowing and reaping. And you will eat of the fruit so sowing and reaping is so much bigger than sometimes how pastors and churches present it. They always present it in a financial way or a financial game. But there's so much bigger access that God has in regards to sowing and reaping. The scripture says the wages of sin is death. That's sowing and reaping. If I sow in sinning, then the only thing that I'm going to reap is death. There's no good 
in sinning. It might be fun for a short period of time, but eventually it's going to lead to death. That is what you do when you sow in sinning. It reaps death. I'm sorry. There's no ifs, ands, or buts around it. But Jesus said that if I came to give life, I came to give it more abundantly. If we sow into the kingdom of God, and we'll reap heavenly rewards. We see that. That there are benefits and there are perks in heaven, right? The scripture says that there's things that we do here on earth that will actually bear us to harvest in heaven. In Revelations, I believe, it talks about how Jesus wants to give us a white rock. You can read about it in there. A white rock. I don't know what it is, but if Jesus is giving it, how many of you want it? I don't care what it is. If Jesus is going to give me something, I want it. So I want to find out what all he's giving me, and then I want to receive it. I want access to it. That's why we do communion. Jesus said to take communion. Then he tells Paul to do communion to the Gentile church. So it's something that he's telling me to do, or there's a perk or a benefit, then that's something that I want to do. So understand, 2023, right now. The decisions, the choices, the things that you're saying right now, you are going to reap a harvest by the end of the year. Puts a little pressure on yourself, huh? We can't blame the pastor. Can't blame our spouse. We can't blame the government. It's on us. So if I want to see and follow this path of abundance that God is talking about, to see my, crown, my year crowned with goodness, then I want to start speaking the word of God on January 1. I want to see that harvest come. I, I wrote down these four simple questions that if you're taking notes, write these down and spend some time this month evaluating it. Just have some one-on-one -on -one time with you, yourself, and I. Bring God into it. First question, simply, how was your 2022 Between you, yourself, and I, and God, how was your 2022? Second question I wrote down, how was your journey with God in 2022? See, that's why I told you to bring God into it. You, you got to talk with him about it. How was your journey with God in 2022? Two more questions. Now we're going to go into the future. What... Do you want to improve or let go in 2023? That's a good question. Also, remember, that's why you have God in the conversation, because he'll tell you real quick, hey, let's work on this. Hey, let's let go of this. Hey, let's forgive that person. Hey, let's stop doing this. Hey, let's start doing this. How was your 2022? How was your journey with God in 2022? What do you want to improve or let go in 2023? And the last question Similar to the second question, where do you want your journey with God to go in 2023? Where do you want your journey with God to go in 2023? The scriptures in Lamentations says, let us search out and examine our journey. Let, it, let us examine our way. Let us examine the, our course of life. So that's what we're doing. How was my journey in 2022? Was it good, bad, or ugly? And now I want to examine the future because we walk by faith and not by sight. My 2023 is not going to be like my 2022. God is going to move. God is going to show up. God is going to respond. A miracle is in my immediate future. Amen? Amen. Psalms 25, 
verses 4 and we'll jump down to verse 10. Psalms 25, verses 4 and verse 10. Writer of this psalm says, show me your ways, O Lord. It's a pretty good way to start. Show me your ways. If I'm supposed to examine my ways, well, I'm going to start my prayer with show me your ways, O Lord. And look, teach me your paths, which means there's a bunch of paths, right? There's a bunch of paths that I could go. I could, I could choose today to walk out of church and go cheat on my wife. I can't believe I'm saying that because she probably hears it and she's about to shoot me through the, the floor up there. I could go down there and, and, and meet another girl and, and move away. But that path is not a good path, right? I never see my kids again. My father-in-law's here. He probably kills me. He's already mad right there. I can see it. We're going to vert away from this. Or I could choose the path of staying with my wife, and I could be faithful to her, and I could choose the path of, you know what? We didn't go on as many dates as she wanted to last year, as I wanted to. Maybe I take her on one extra date or 10 extra dates this year. How much more can our relationship be? Maybe I, I choose to go to church more. I, don't, I could have the path, like some people, not y'all, but the empty seats, of not coming to church. That's not a good path to come down. I choose this year to go to church less than I ever have in all my life. No, no, no. That's, that's a terrible path to go down. But some people, they choose that path. But I'm praying to God today, teach me your path. Because the other scripture says, down your path, it's dripping with abundance. That's the good path to go down. Look, let's drop down to verse 10. Look at this. All the paths of the Lord, look at this, are mercy and truth, boy, how much truth do we need in 2022 and 2023? A whole lot. Everybody, there's a new phrase out there that says, it's my truth. Well, what's your truth? Everybody, everybody wants to stand on their truth. This is what I believe. This is who I am. This is, no, no, no. I want to go down his path because all of his paths have mercy and truth. And those are two things. Remember it says that Jesus came in John chapter 1. Jesus came and what did he come with? Grace and truth. You have to have both. Because so many people, they want to stand on this hill and say, this is my truth. But they leave the grace off to the side and it pushes people away. It might be the truth. But because you didn't deliver it in grace, the people run away from the truth. So they've got to be together, and Jesus came bringing both grace and truth. Yes, I can be gracious, but I've also got to bring some truth in there. Here in this modern world, if I'm too gracious, I get taken advantage of. I've got to bring some truth in the middle of that grace, and Jesus does it so perfectly. He's so gracious, but he's also so truthful. He tells the Pharisees, you are of your father, the devil. He tells his disciples, O ye of little faith. But he also loves them, and he brings grace and correction and helps them. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth. To such as keep his covenants and his testimonies. Last month, I think, December or November or something, I went to this new chiropractor. I believe it's the chiropractor, Tina, that you go to, out in the middle of nowhere somewhere. And it was the first time, there's a chiropractor that I, I worked with a lot when I was in Dallas, and I haven't really found the one that can 
crack me the way that he did. And so we went to this new chiropractor and I brought Noah with me. He had fallen off of his uh, scooter and, and hurt his back a little bit. Seven years old, hurt his back. So we took him to the chiropractor. And uh, so we went together. And I got these, I mean, Bible-sized packets of what I had to fill out. And there were questions that they were asking me that I didn't know. And there were questions for my son that I didn't know. But you're, we were so far out in the sticks, I didn't have any service I didn't know my son's social. I didn't know his weight. And I'm like texting my wife, like, why did you send this? Why'd you send him with me? I don't know my own stuff, much less him. And page after page, do you drink? Do you do drugs? Heart disease? Are you pregnant? I mean, just page after page after page of no, yes, no. Does your family have this? Does your family have that? And I was like, I'm so tired of filling this out. I wanted to lie I'm a pastor. I already wrote that on page 27 over there, so he's going to see that before I get here. I wanted to run out the building. I was so tired of just writing. I hadn't written that much in my life for both of us. But every once in a while, I get something just kind of caught in my neck area, and it makes this arm go numb. Supposedly, that's not a good thing. So... My wife says, you need to go to the chiropractor because I wanted my arm to come back to life. I needed this to get fixed, but how could it be fixed if I wasn't honest with the doctor? If I didn't fill out all that paperwork, if I didn't examine and explain everything. The same is true in your relationship with God. Dr. God is sitting there and he's asking you questions. And if you're being honest with ourselves, he's probably been asking you the same questions for a long time. And he wants to help your arm quit being numb. He says, but if it's, I can't just shake it awake. I've got to adjust some things. I've got to change some things. I've got to do some things. Sometimes that's uncomfortable. It's the first time Noah got adjusted. See his little eyes get big. (laughs) Ah. I said, it's okay, buddy. It's going to help you in the long haul. Ask yourself the hard questions, not to feel condemned. We saw in the scriptures, there's no more condemnation through Jesus Christ. But so you can involve the Holy Spirit to work through and help you overcome what you've been struggling with over just 2022 or many, many years. Look at this story between Jesus and His disciple, John chapter 14, verse 4. Jesus is speaking. He's talking to his disciples. And he says, where I go, you know, and the way you know. That's pretty cool. Sometimes we get all high and mighty on this side of the Bible. And we get appalled at what the normal people said around Jesus. Look at verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Can't you put yourself in that position? Jesus is talking, and he says, you know what I know, and you know the way. And you can see the disciples all kind of like looking at each other. Thomas, Thomas, you ask. Thomas has a question. Thomas, go, go ahead. Thomas like, shut up, shut up. I don't, I don't have a question. Jesus says, yes, Thomas, go ahead. You're standing in front of God, the creator of the universe, the creator of Thomas, 
He said, okay, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to be vulnerable. I'm just going to say what I've got to say. Lord, I don't know where you're going. How am I supposed to know the way? And Jesus doesn't say, Thomas, you're an idiot. Thomas, you're stupid. Thomas, get out of my, Judas can stay, but Thomas, you've got to go. He doesn't do that. What does he say in verse 6? We know this scripture. Jesus says, I'm going to give you the answer. And not only am I going to give you the answer, I'm going to take it a step higher that nobody has ever heard or seen before. I am the way. Now, he could have stopped right there, right? That could have been his answer. Thomas, I'm the way. But that's not who God is. God is an abundant God who does exceedingly abundantly above more in all that we ask. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. And then he tells them, no one comes to the Father. No one can come down that path. No one can restore that relationship. No one can do any of those things except through me. I love the Bible. Because the Bible gives you the answers if you just read it. Put yourself in that position. Thomas says, I, I'll be the guy. Jesus, I don't know what you're saying right now. I don't understand it. I don't understand what you're saying. I don't understand what you're doing. I'm trying to. I'm right here with you. I'm standing with you. I'm praying. I'm believing. I'm listening. I'm, I'm going to church. I'm reading my Bible, listening to Christian music. I'm worshiping. I'm doing all these things, but I still don't know the way. And Jesus doesn't condemn him, doesn't make fun of him, doesn't laugh at him. Everybody bring Thomas in the circle and point and laugh at him because he doesn't know the way. He gives them an answer. I'm the way. Follow me. Which is what Lamentations is telling us to do as we finish with the second part. Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Turn back to the Lord. Number one, we've got to ask questions. Number two, it's very simple this, this, this day. You've got to involve God. Simply involve God in 2023. That phrase, turn back in Hebrew, the Hebrew word is sub, S-U-B. And it means to turn back, it means to return. But the interesting thing is it does not necessarily is an idea of returning to the starting point. So many times we make this big deal About the rededication thing. It's not coming all the way back to salvation. Now, if you're not saved, then hey, let's talk about salvation. Salvation is the starting point. It is the way. It is the thing. But this is a connotation of, oh, I've been going the wrong way. Let me turn around, dust myself off, and go the right way. Let's not make this big drama thing of starting all the way back at the beginning. Well, I'm just this dumb baby Christian. I just can't do it. I just, I just keep falling. No, no, no. Though a righteous man falls down, he gets back up. And how does he do that? Because God's right there with him, holding him, picking him up, leading him down a path. We don't need to start all the way at the beginning. Let's not get over dramatic on this. You're saved. You've been saved. You know who God is. You hear his voice. Dust yourself off, involve God, and go forward. Involve God in 2023. Now, if you aren't saved, talk with me after service, and we will get you saved. We will start you back on the right path. Praise God. 
Look at John chapter 14, verse 9. Jesus is talking to his disciples, and look what he says. Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? I don't know about you, but as a Christian, I got saved. My mom led me in the sinner's prayer the day before I turned four. I was born in 1986. I was saved August 27th, 1990. Gone through a lot of ups and downs in regards to my faith walk as I've been trying to figure out and have a relationship with God. And now being in ministry for over 11 years, now being a pastor of a church for over four years, that statement right there is something that scares me. Have I been with you so long, and yet you have not known me? That I've been so caught up in doing God's work and doing this in the church and doing that in the church and this and that and that, that I've missed out on having that intimacy with God. Having that moment with God when nobody else is around. Last night after I got done watching the last playoff game, Georgia and Ohio State, I had it up on my computer. I was reading my sermon, going over my notes, watching the game. Don't judge me. <laughs> I turned it off and I put it, the, the computer away and I laid in bed. Maddie was already asleep. And I laid there in bed and I said, you know what? I just started thanking God. I said, thank you, God, for my wife. Thank you, God, for my children. Thank you, God, for keeping me alive in 2022 and letting me see another year in 2023. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, for that. And I woke up this morning, and as I woke up, I was thinking, that was the last thing that I did as the year ended. I ended it with just spending some time with God. Thank you. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the opportunities. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. As I drifted off from 2022 into 2023, involving God in the beginning and the end of a year, encouraging you to involve, have I been with you so long and yet you don't know me? I want to know him. I want to involve him. I want to have encounters with him. Not just up here on stage, not just here at church, but I want to have encounters in my car when I'm driving to Aiken. I want to have encounters with him when I'm in the shower saying, God, what am I going to preach this Sunday? I want to have encounters when I'm laying in bed with my son and, and we're praying as we go to bed. I want to have encounters where I see miracle signs and wonders because my father is in heaven and I'm his son. and You're his daughter that he wants to take care of you and help you involve God in 2020. Three. Last year for Christmas in 2021, usually uh, one of the love languages, if you've ever read the books, the five love languages, I'm a, a gift giver. Is that one of them? It's not a gift receiver. Gift giver, is that right? Anybody? Nobody? Okay. Um, but I like to give gifts. And I've always, I think, given good gifts, especially to my wife, because I always just listen to what she says. My wife says she wants something, then usually I'm on Amazon or Google or whatever looking to see how much that something is and then trying to figure out how to get it to her for Christmas or her birthday or whatever. 
Same thing with the kids. If I'm in Target buying toilet paper and milk or whatever, and I always walk through the toy section because I'm looking for something for the kids. Noah's big into Transformers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Eliza's into Peppa Pig and Bluey and, and, and those things and, and Paw Patrol. Goodness, she's into Paw Patrol. And if I can see something that I could just get them and, and bless them with, I love gift giving. But in 2021, something happened to where I didn't know what to buy Maddie. I didn't know. And it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I always hear or pick up on, oh, she wants this or, or she wants this, she wants a sweater or she wants these socks or she wants this specific or a book or, and I didn't know. And I had to tell her slash confess to her. I said, babe, I don't know what I, I can buy you in 2020. I don't know. I don't know what to buy you for Christmas. And she's like, what? You like always buy it. Like, stop, go. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. What do you want? Tell me what you want and I'll go buy it. Because something happened in 2021 that Jesus talked about. We work from home. We work together. We were around each other. But for whatever reason, during that time frame, I didn't know her. I didn't have those intimate moments with her. We were so busy and we're doing all kinds of things that I quit listening in to what she had to say. And this year, I said, that's not going to happen again. So starting in like August and September, I started listening what do you want? What do you need? What do you want? I just ask questions. Do you like this? Do you want that? Now, hopefully, she got everything that she was asking for. I got her some earrings. She asked if she wanted some earrings. I said, I, I heard that. In like September, I heard that. So I went online and I bought these earrings in like September. And I'm like, I'm going to buy these. I'm going to hide them and I'm going to get them to her for Christmas. Just so happens I was on a call for work that day when UPS pulled up and I watched her from the window grab the bag from UPS, open it, doesn't even have your name on it, open it and start walking inside as she's digging in the bag as I'm on the call being like, no. <laughs> and it's got the name of the jewelry store. It's got like the jewelry box in there. There's no other way that you know what this thing is. It can't be anything else but a jewelry box. And she's like, she's like, oh, I didn't look at it. I didn't know. I didn't read. It just had your name on it. I said, yes, it had your name on it. She says, who buys presents in September? I'm in trouble now because I bought you a present in September. I digress. I'm sorry. I don't want to. <clears throat> Let me get back to it. <laughs> What's that? They were good. She might be wearing them today, hopefully. She better be. Um, no, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. But that I may know him. I'd spent so much time being around her, and we were working and doing all these things, and we've done the same thing with Jesus. You're serving in church, you're coming to church, you're doing all of these things, but we've lost the intimacy of knowing him. And in 2023, we need to involve God and get to know him. Look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Paul has the same prayer that I'm saying now. Look at this, that I may know him. I preached a sermon on this. I don't know if it was last year or a couple years ago. That I may know him and look at the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. That's my prayer for myself. This sermon had to go through me before it got to you. This is my prayer. This is what I'm standing for. This is something that's speaking to me to help me for 2023. That your prayer would be the same as Paul's and the same as mine, that I may know him. That I may know him this year. 
The last thing I have, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 39. But we, talking about you, talking about me, we are not those, this is what we're not, who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the souls. That word perdition means destroying, means utter destruction, means waste, means ruin, means loss. That's what we're not. We are not those who draw back into utter destruction. We don't draw back into loss. I'm examining my ways. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I'm making a decision this year that I'm going to involve the way in my way so that way I go the right way. Write that down in your notes. I can't say it again. <laughs> I'm going to involve the way, the one whose paths are dripping with abundance, the one whose paths are full of truth and mercy. I'm going down those paths this year. I'm involving him in there. We are not the ones who go back down the path of destruction, that go back down the path of loss. Aren't you tired? of going back to the same issue and the same struggle year after year after year. And all it's causing is destruction and loss in your life. But here it shows us that there is no self-help book that can get us through this. How do we get out of going down the path of perdition? It's a small word. It starts with a B and it says believe. Believe in the one who forged the path of grace, mercy, and truth to your Father. I'm not the one who goes back. 2023 is not going to be the year that I lose again, that I go into the same destruction that I seem to cycle in, in my marriage, in my relationships, in my walk with God. No, 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 something's gonna change, and it starts with you believing and involving God in your journey. My parents, well, they're not, they're, done flying, but yesterday they flew to Paris, France. They're in France now. My brother is a flight attendant. My younger brother is a flight attendant, and it was his first international flight. He's a flight attendant for Delta, and he flew to Paris. And so today, they're spending 25 hours with him in Paris, and then he's going to fly and do whatever he's got to keep doing, and mom and dad are staying in Paris until like Thursday. They've been to France before, um, and so they're, they're going back again. Dad's trying to go to Normandy. I pray he does so he can bring me back some gifts. Um, but mom and dad could not make it to Paris, France on their own. Mom and dad have two cars, two nice cars, but they couldn't make it to Paris, France in those cars. Dad, as strong as he is, as much as he loves my mom, dad could not put my mom on his back and carry her to France. He couldn't do that. It's not in his own power. It's not in his own way. If he drove his own car, he could get as far as the coast. I guess he could come and see me and the grandkids, but he couldn't still make it. There's nothing in his house. My dad has grown up being an airplane mechanic. He works for Northrop Grumman. He could, I guess, build a plane and try and get there, but he didn't have all the parts. So he had to use something outside of his own power, outside of his own access to get him 
to the place that he wanted to go. You have gone as far as you can in life. You've done a good job. You're still here. You're in church. You're still married. You still love God. But you need that extra push. You need that extra power to get you places that you've never been before, to go from glory to glory. As much as I want to go to heaven, I can't do that on my own. I have to believe and involve God. I have to believe in the Son of God and what he did on the cross, that Christ died on the cross for my sins, for your sins, for the sins of humanity, that he was buried in a tomb and rose again the third day. And if I confess that and I believe that, he takes me from the path that I'm trying to go to a place that I can never be on my own. He brings me into this new covenant that forever transforms and changes my life. You are not one of those who draws back. We are not a church, and I will not pastor a church of people who are pushed back by darkness, who are pushed back by sin. No, no, no. We push the kingdom of light forward, and we push the kingdom of darkness out of here. You're not the ones who draw back, but you are involving God in believing and moving forward. You're overcoming by the blood of the Lamb. You're victorious because God has already given you the victory. You are free because the Son has already set you free. If you want to have a successful 2023, number one, ask the hard questions to learn what God has for you, to leave behind whatever he wants you to, and to live moving forward. Number two, involve God even more than how much you're involving him now, and get to know him again. Don't just get to know him because I tell it from the pulpit every Sunday. Have your own personal relationship. Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. I'll finish with this. We're going to take communion real quick and finish this up. My wife's got something cooking in the, and I've got to make a cornbread. Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Brethren and sisters, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind, leaving them behind, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. And the reason we are called what we are called, verse 14, you and I choose to press toward the goal for the prize, the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. I can't do it on my own. How can I press toward the goal? I'm striving. I'm doing everything I can. I'm doing the best that I can, and it's still not enough. How do I do that? In Christ Jesus. Spend some time with Jesus this month. Come tomorrow on Monday when we're having prayer and sit in one of these chairs. And you and God have a conversation. Ask those four questions. Spend some time talking with God and involve him this year. The decisions, the prayers, the things that you do right now, you're going to reap in December of 2023. Let's have the best year that God has for each and every one of us. Let's come back at the end of the year or before the end of the year rejoicing that God is good and God is on our side. Amen. We took communion at the end of 2022, and I love communion so much. I said, we're going to do communion in 2023. We're going to start this off right. We're going to believe that God is good. God is on our side. The scripture says, in Corinthians, as Paul is writing, he says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the same night in which Christ was betrayed. Think of that. The same night in which he was betrayed. He still took time out of his busy schedule. 
He's about to go to the cross. Judas is betraying him. The disciples are about to run away. He's about to be forsaken by God. He's about to experience the worst pain of humanity at the time. He takes all that time, and it's like he pauses time with some of the most intimate people, his disciples, and he does communion with them. And he says, this is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat and do in remembrance of me. That his body was broken so that your body could be put back together. On the cross, Jesus healed your physical body, your emotional body, and your spiritual body. He died on the cross for your sins so that your spirit could go from darkness to light. So your spirit could go from away from God to now having a relationship with God. He took stripes on his physical back. And by those wounds, you are healed in your physical body. He put a crown of thorns upon his head and sweat from his brow, which shows you that God paid a price for your emotional healing. Whatever scars have taken over your life throughout the journey of your life, he wants to heal you. Yes, they were wrong. Yes, they shouldn't have done that. Yes, they might have done it on purpose, but it's time for you to be healed from it. He wants to heal you physically. He wants to heal you emotionally, and he wants to heal you spiritually all in one thing. And what you're holding in your hand, we believe, is a sign, representation, and miracle that God wants to heal you. Say this with me. Say, Jesus... I receive your healing in my physical, emotional, and spiritual body in 2023. Let's receive it together, family. And in 1 Corinthians, it says that Jesus picks up the cup. There's wine in the cup, and he says, this wine represents my blood, which is poured out for you. It represents the new covenant. And he shed his blood. He shed all his blood on that cross so that he could get all that he could, all of the new covenant out. There was an old covenant that God created himself. And then God said that that wasn't good enough. Isn't that crazy? God created something and then said, in Genesis, he says it's good. Everything he creates, good. He creates the new covenant because the Israelites asked for it. He says it's not good. So I'm going to make something better. And you know why it was better? Because it involves you and me. He says, yeah, the old covenant involved just the Israelites, but now I want to open it up to the world. And it says, now all of the good stuff in the old covenant, I'm going to bring it over. We'll leave all that cursing stuff behind. Because it says in him, all the promises of God are yes and amen, which means let it be. Repeat it after me. Say, Jesus... I receive all the promises, all the blessings, everything that you have in the new covenant for me in 2023. Let's receive it together, family. Amen. Let's stand up as we get ready to go. Happy New Year. I'm excited for what God is going to do in your personal lives. I'm excited for what God is going to do in this church, in this community. It says in the scriptures that we are blessed and we get to be a blessing. Make it a priority this year to receive the blessing of God and also make it a a priority to bless somebody else. Tell somebody else the good news. Invite somebody to church. Tell them how good your God is. 2023, we believe, is going to be the best year. doesn't matter what happens out there. 
God is on my side, and if God's on our side, we're going to win. Father, we thank you for 2023. We start 2023 off the right way. We came to church, take communion. We've prayed, we've believed, we've heard the voice of God, we've heard the word of God. It says in your word that the word is something that washes us and cleanses us. So what a beautiful way to start the brand new year, being washed in your word. I'm starting 2023 on a brand new foot, completely cleaned. It says that I'm clothed in robes of righteousness, in garments of salvation. I thank you that you've clothed us. I thank you that you've healed us. I thank you that you've restored us. And all we have to do, it says in the scriptures, is to believe that you did all of those things for us. Father, we receive those things today. Father, I thank you that 2023 will be these people's best years of their lives, that they will get to know you. They'll ask the questions as you prompt them, as you lead them, as you encourage them. They are going to see their lives change. And what they came into 2023 is going to be completely different when they walk out of 2023, knowing that they have a closer personal relationship with God. I thank you that you're on their side. You're working for them. You're with them. You're encouraging them. And the seeds that we're sowing right now will bear a great harvest in the name of Jesus at the end of this year. Father, I thank you that they are blessed and highly favored. The favor of God surrounds them like a shield. Everything they put their hands to prospers. Father, their body is the temple of the Most High God, that by Jesus' stripes, their body is already healed. Father, I thank you that they have the mind of Christ. I thank you that we are the salt and light of the earth, and everywhere we go, we diffuse the fragrance of the knowledge of Christ in every circumstance. We change the atmosphere everywhere we go. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this church and in these people's lives and that we get to go on this journey of miracles with them for the rest of the year. Now, Father, bless them, protect them, cause them to prosper in everything they do in 2023. Bring them back safely next week in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. We love you so much. Happy New Year, and we'll see you all next Sunday. Take care, family. Thank you for listening to Press Church Podcast. If you would like more information about us or are interested in giving to our ministry, you can click the link in our bio or visit presschurch.org. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Press Church SC and have a great week.